Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. Another week, another new episode. Apparently, it's the most wonderful time of the year. But is it? You know, I sometimes I feel like I'm the Grinch, but sometimes I feel like I'm Santa. To be honest, it took me a while before I appreciated Christmas and enjoy it. And that's because I spent about 11 to 12 Christmases, give or take, not being able to celebrate it with my mom. Since she was working in Hong Kong as a caregiver, which, you know, I have to imagine... It was hard for me to enjoy Christmas, being a young boy, uh, growing up without mom and not celebrating with her. But having children of my own changed all of that. Because I don't care what you say or think, but Christmas is for children. And my own children reminded me that the power of Christmas, the spirit of Christmas... And it made me happy. And now I actually enjoy it. I really, really enjoy it now. So that's my quick story about Christmas. Enough of my sub story. It's Christmas after all. Let me start Christmas by saying thank you, my immigrant nation. Thank you for your continued support. I really do appreciate and love each and one of you. Speaking of Christmas, why don't you be so generous and subscribe? If you haven't, to the podcast. Also, if you haven't given us a five-star rating, please gift us that too, as it will mean a lot to us and it will be the best gift I will receive this holiday season. And as always, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is at animmigrantslife and our email address is at animmigrantslife at yahoo.com. If you want to reach out and or if you want to send us a holiday greetings, that'll be the best way to do so. Oh, by the way, this week officially marks the third Christmas of an immigrant's life. And I'm still amazed and proud that we're still out here grinding and sharing these wonderful stories of immigration. That's my piece. Now, let's talk about this week's episode. Despite our guest's multiple accomplishments, she always finds time to look back and appreciate how far she has come. That's why I felt this episode is perfect for Christmas. It's time to pause and look back and enjoy your accomplishment, what you have done in 2022. Okay, I think I've said enough for today. So, without further ado... Let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is a junior marketing manager that will serenade you with her ukulele playing and mesmerize you with her modeling. Everyone, please welcome Sohi Riboz. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very much excited about this meeting with you. I love it. it finally, we made it. Yeah, sure. We've been planning since September, I guess. Yeah, it took yeah. a while. But you know what? Doesn't matter. We're here now. Yeah. 
Thank you for coming on the podcast finally. Thank you too for inviting and yeah, I'm very happy to be here and I'm very much looking forward to have a very interesting conversation with you. I appreciate that. Why don't you tell the immigrant nation where they can reach you or if you want to promote anything? Well, um, I think people can reach me on Instagram uh, under the name or username Avoribos. A-V-O-R-I-B-O-S-S. Mm -hmm. Before we started recording, you mentioned about being spontaneous. And when we're talking, trying to book this conversation, you said that uh, you don't really do anything spontaneous. Am I right to think that? Mm, I wouldn't say so, but yeah, I love planning a lot. Like, <laughs> I, I still... <laughs> I mean, uh, recently also, like, we've been talking with another photographer uh, mm. with who we are thinking of catching up in Cologne. And he's like, yesterday he talked to me, like, how about today on Sunday? I'm like, oh, I've already booked a meeting with you. Mm. And then he's like, and then I'm like, how about the next week? And he's like, usually I don't plan. I'm like, okay, you are a spontaneous person, but I do have some, you know, meetings and yeah, appointments ahead. Wait, I the photographer doesn't plan? Well, uh, I think... <laughs> I, I don't really know, but I'm, I'm also very much surprised that he does. <laughs> don't work with that guy. <laughs> but, yeah, I, but I think it's going to be fun because, yeah. I'm sure, but I just like, I don't... I'm a very spontaneous guy, but mm -hmm. with my art, if I'm allowed to say podcasting is an art, no, I plan I don't believe it everything. Is. Like, there's nothing that's not planned. Everything is planned. Everything ev I post, everything that I record, everything is planned. Yeah. I mean, obviously, once in a while, it happens that, you know, the guest cancels or whatever. That's out of my hand. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like, you cannot just like, oh, by yeah. the way, so <laughs> Yeah, he. and the structure and everything. Yeah, but uh, that thing is just to meet up and discuss about what kind of shoot we want to do the theme topic and get to know and get easy with each other so that we could try out different things without yeah uh feeling awkward yeah mm. i think i see that getting point. more creative and getting more yeah yeah but you gotta plan that you gotta be just like oh by the way i'm in the corner of your street <laughs> let me in and that's that's also what i wouldn't do like, I, I like to be prepared beforehand, at least a day of before, so mm. that I know, like, okay, that's going to happen and make my mind clear and mm. get ready for that. I think it's also about respect to the other side because they also invest some time. So you need to have your podcast, for example, maybe somehow structured. You also think of some things. It doesn't always everything comes spontaneous but if it's about fun like if you are just sitting and you are bored or you don't have plans and it's like spontaneous hey let's go on a trip or something then of course it's a good thing mm. yeah but um this is what i think yeah i mean i 100 percent agree with that like i don't know like with a podcast i do have ideas to talk about but because I'm not that smart, so I try to figure out things just in case my brain stops working, which happens a lot of time. Not so, because it's Sunday. <laughs> no, it just that's my brain. Okay. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, even with uh, photo shooting stuff, like when you meet the person, sometimes um, 
it should come out creative and spontane being spontaneous is probably good there. Like if you come with your uh, poses prepared, like mm. your outfit should be prepared. Like maybe there are some things that should be planned and thought of ahead, mm. but not everything. Like you, you don't want to have a checklist and you are like, have I done this and that? Mm. But yeah, there should be a room for being a bit more flexible, creative and spontaneous. Mm. So yeah. It. Definitely. So the reason why we had to postpone the recording was you went on vacation. How was that? Oh, that was nice. Uh, I haven't been back since I came to Germany. Um, I come from Uzbekistan, for those who yet don't know. Mm. So I haven't been back there like since 2018. I didn't go. And mm. after four years, I think four and a half or five already. Uh, yeah, I could see that many things have changed like either in me and also in the society and the country. And I could see a lot of differences. I could see, yeah. So, yeah, I, I made lots of also self-realizations, like to which side I've changed and what things um, I could be proud of that I worked on, let's say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Successes. Yeah, successes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, at some point when you uh, live and you like, I mean, on your way, if you keep uh, learning, achieving, sometimes when you don't evaluate it or if you don't look back and compare your uh, condition before and your current one, then you pr it, it's hard to see your mm -hmm. achievements, as you said. But yeah, when I went back, I was like, okay, that was a great leap. And I'm very proud of myself. I think my yeah, parents as well. As you should. <laughs> hey, man, you are a badass. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Did you leave Uzbekistan by yourself? Uh, the thing was like, um, I think by scholarship. Like, yeah, myself by scholarship, but with the... Uh, encouragement of my sister so she was like hey you gotta try the scholarship GAD dad we call it so mm. um it's um yeah it's provided for bachelor's and master's students um mm. to germany and the reason why we chose it it was fully funded like i mean you get the stipend and it's uh enough for your living and studies are here like the public universities are free so mm. you don't have to pay the fee unless you choose the private ones or the ones with the fee Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so this is what had happened. Like, I wasn't uh, pretty much sure. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to make it because I'm right now doing my bachelor's. I'm also working part time and I'm also doing, even at that time, I uh, was a bit interested in uh, this ramping and modeling. So there was the university uh, runway show things and I was even participating in that. And I'm like, now I'm going to write my like diploma and bachelor's, like get first class honors. But at the same time, I want to like get, you know, the opportunity from that. And yeah. So. You want to do everything. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> and the thing is like, I was, I wasn't very much confident that with this much stuff, I can also like apply for the scholarship and get it. So I, uh, yeah. Um, that Why was were you not confident? Because I've been doing a lot, I think, but uh, at the end it worked out. Mm. Yeah. How were you like a, as a child? Were you always been an overachiever or were you a laid back child? 
I think I wasn't the one who is super proactive. Like, if something is given to me, like, as a challenge, like, hey, girl, you got to do this, then I do it. Like, or, like, at school, they're like, hey, there is a task, do this, and then I can do and achieve very well. Hmm. But my, for example, my mom, she has never been that much strict that I need to get like uh, you know good grades at everything but she always used to say like hey I've, I've been the best at school I've been the best at, and she has been like she has been mm. so I think uh, it was kind of the thing when you were a kid you were in your idol is probably your mom most of the time so you also want to be like that but she like even if I got lower grades which I got so she was like that's oh, fine you were just having also fun and learning so which is cool and I'm like okay so I wasn't stressed much about it hmm. but I should say that I wasn't the one who was uh, like super proactive like when somebody just gives me a first like push like you gotta do this and I'm like oh yeah I can and then I do most mm. of the time you're not the one who looks for any activity or anything to achieve I think I do but um not not that in a in a sense that i um you know there are some people who cannot let's say live without any challenges they always should have this drive they should always keep working and achieving something but mm. for me i think i like doing i i might be more proactive about the hobbies and creative things and art mm -hmm. yeah rather than uh some um if I can say so, like hard achievements, like, yeah, a mm. in career or school or something. Yeah. Mm. How was your socioeconomic situation in Uzbekistan? Were you guys doing well were you, or were you guys? Oh, I, um, I would say, how, how can I say this? It's, it wasn't too bad, but of course, um, we didn't grow up in a full family so my father like left when we <laughs> what a legend <laughs> i don't know how i say this. he just bounced you know he's buying a cigarette <laughs> in the corner street you know in the corner store there like oh, hey no. one minute i'm just gonna buy something over there and he never comes back you know <laughs> i by the way before you tell the like, story hey, we did this. <laughs> i love these guys i admire the courage on these guys <laughs> To Which just guy? leave your family? <laughs> no, I think I just <laughs> I just should say it like it just didn't work out well with my mom. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm just joking. It, what, were they divorced? Is there a divorce um, in Uzbekistan? No, I think that's a separation thing. Mm. Annulment. How do you say this? Like, they, they left, uh, they didn't get along well So at some mm. point. So, um, and... Of course, we were struggling financially, but uh, we could. But we studied in a, one of the best schools because I think mm -hmm. my mom was always uh, to education for education. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we also studied in a private school, like the. Um, so we were doing, let's say, great uh, at the at the public school. Uh, because even when we have this break, during the break time, I would do my homework and come back home. And I'm like, hey, I'm done with my work. I'm going out to have fun. And my mom, she realized that we are doing well there. So we need more, maybe greater challenge. So she took us to a private school and uh, we 
were paying their monthly and our grandparents used to help us. Oh, nice. So, yeah, and my grandparents were quite um, well known in their town back in Karakal, Pakistan. Mm. So I think, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, what can I say? <laughs> and then I also studied uh, in a bachelor's at Westminster University in Tashkent, one of the like good international uh, universities. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Do you have a relationship with your dad? Uh, yeah. I mean, I just talk once in a while, but I wouldn't say in a very close contact. And Who calls, you or him? Uh, recently, I did, but most of the time he does. Once a month? Once every six months? He 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 would do it very quite quite often, but I don't think I'm super ready to do it, to mm. to you know go yeah to, I don't know interact as if everything is so good. You still feel resentment towards him? I think um, on a probably like uh, mentally maybe I understand that uh, it's just uh, you need to let things go and then. Yeah, but... Uh, but emotionally... Oh, can we skip this part? <laughs> <laughs> Why? You're doing great. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Because I, I don't really know. Um, because, you know, sometimes I just don't want to spread something super negative to the, to the world. Like, oh, I've been, you know, acting as if I'm a victim. No. You're telling your story. Okay. Then I don't know where you cut it, but let me try to answer this question again then. It's okay. Again, if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. We can move on. But I'm, I just want to know. how. Okay, here. How old were you when he left? How old was I? I think 10, 10 years old. Hmm. But of course, we used to... I think my father... Um, like, he used to come every weekend and we used to go to nice places to explore and learn so like either to some planetariums some museums and as well as cinemas and yeah so he tried it's not like yeah, he just yeah. abandoned you yeah that's that's the thing which i try to understand i think like both of them like i have i just recall one story like from my childhood it was my um birthday and uh my dad brought um like two jackets and he's like just choose what you like and there was one very like pinkish very beautiful it's just at that time yeah girls love such things and it was like with some feathers and i'm like i'm gonna choose this mm. and my mom is sitting as well and she's like but that one is of a lower quality like she was about quality and comfort and she's like but that one is like there was the second one which wasn't that nice. And she's like, you can wear this for a longer time. It's very warm. It's, you know, yeah, it is also rain protective and blah, blah, blah. But like as a kid, I want that. And then <laughs> I remember like my parents were a bit like they were arguing on that. My dad was like, let her choose what she wants. And my mom was like, but that's not comfortable. I want her to wear something comfortable. So if you look at it, it's just, uh, yeah, you can see that both of them, like they want something good for me, but in, in their own way. So, yeah, this is the thing. It's just things, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. So, they just I think don't they get love. Along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And their views are a bit different, probably. So, and we know that. 
like everybody knows yeah so my mom and dad they also understand it so that's why they left which is incredibly hard but yeah but i think yeah the pressure was from the society i would say like in my country it's like uh, at that time it's such a it's it looks like a shame when like this happens but mm. if you look now like if you read some books on i don't know spirituality or happy life and things it doesn't make sense to stay in a relationship where like you know that things are not working out and you are kind of probably wasting much time but the thing is you need to be responsible for your kids mm -hmm. and uh it's good it's okay to get divorced or separated but in our society it was such a kind of a shame people would speak like oh this girl doesn't have a father but that's why we <laughs> were wait <laughs> and uh, like this woman uh like if she gets married oh she got married already a second time or yeah or like oh like she she her husband is not so we were it's kind of a taboo probably thing or topic to speak about so you just don't say it like when when they are like where's your father you you are like oh on a um how do you call like work trip so you're like, oh, yeah, he's there. <laughs> but uh, at some point, actually, it was because um, even until my fourth grade, when I was 10 years, so he used to go to, yeah, he had lots of uh, trips. So, yeah, he he wasn't at home most of the mm. time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is how it goes. Like, that's why... Um, there's not much relationship with between you guys because of that. Yeah, and also I think that's why people feel kind of shy or feel like they shouldn't be speaking about this. Mm. Yeah, you know but... what? Screw those people. They're not paying your bills. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you are not living up to others' expectations, so that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, I got things to do. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that uh, it's just right now my time where... Um, a bit hesitant because like of recovering my relationship with my dad because at some point i feel like um i i, I am a bit more protective i feel like i will come back feeling all those um how do you call trauma being trauma sadness and uh, un let's say unfairness uh, even though as i as as you said and i said mentally i might understand the things and even mm. i told him so but at the end there is also a kid in us like which feel like like i didn't get that you know and <laughs> and right now right now if they would be like he is at some point, I think he's a bit demanding. Like, I know that if I let him, um, uh, like, if we become more casual and talk, he will start asking, like, why didn't you call me? And he's like, I'm sick, come visit me. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he starts demanding a lot. Because I tried this when I was 20 years old to recover my... Uh, relationship with him and he was um, yeah he, he was like you didn't come to visit my uh, mother I'm like honestly I really love my dad but his mother is at some point I didn't meet his mother much like my grandma and my grandma I still find out as a 
that person who was who wasn't that good to us let's say mm. so yeah I, I don't want to have much of the deep relationship with them it's just about my dad but yeah the more he keeps demanding i'm like oh no it's not gonna work out he would just again you know mm. start probably manipulating or something like that without knowing of course yeah mm. Yeah. But I like that he's a very proactive person, I, actually. So I think I could be like, I could have learned that skill or thing if I would interact with him a lot. Mm -hmm. How about mom? What did she do for a living? My mom is a doctor. Mm. So she has been a um, actually kids dentist, but then she uh, took some time to take care about us and became a housekeeper, housewife. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, then after a um, divorce, she requalified to a general doctor, like a family doctor, therapist. And then, I mean, like a general practitioner? Yeah, general practitioner. Yeah, thanks. Mm -hmm. So from dentist, <laughs> so, she became a general practitioner? Yeah, requalified. What a beast. <laughs> she does everything. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I'm very much, uh, yeah, proud of her. She, she, like, she has done a lot. Like, right now, I see some, yeah, I come across some uh, challenges, and I'm like, oh god, my mom has been doing like as as much as that, and I'm just too, you know, like, yeah, sometimes, yeah, I see like how how much she has done, mm. and yeah. So you're comparing yourself to your mom sometimes. In that way, but when I feel like I want to tell her something, and I'm like, "Oh no, she's gonna be worried right now if I share some of my challenges or what I'm experiencing," and and then I'm like, "But wait, we lived like, for example, just a simple thing. Let's say uh, when the things get more easier, we get a bit more lazier. I would say, mm -hmm. or uh, like, our, the more we are standing in our comfort zone, it bec it becomes more shrunk." Uh, the, yeah, after some time, because like back in the days in Uzbekistan, we used to go to school even on Saturday, but yeah, and now the world is wishing to have four days of work rather than five days, and we, I think, yeah, it's just we're becoming a bit lazier. But I know maybe efficient-wise, we probably weren't efficient to study six days, but still we could do it, you know, without even thinking. But now I'm like, oh God, <laughs> like if I need to wake up yesterday, I had to wake up at six for that shoot. I'm like, if it's not for the shoot, I wouldn't do it. Like if it wasn't a flight or something, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> so yeah. And yeah, at that time I'm like, I, I think, and I'm like, but that time my mom was like able to wake up earlier, prepare us for school or prepare like even like uh, home, uh, the, 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 the food, warm food and everything. And she could do that. And yeah, I wouldn't say I was, I, I compare much. That could be detrimental. And what does it mean? Detrimental, I mean, it could be a negative thing too, because you will always try to live up to what she has done. But what she has done is what she has done. Your yeah. challenge is your challenge. Yeah, I think when I was a kid, I was really much like fascinated. Your mom is a hero all the time. But right now, I think at some point I can also uh, second adopt, if it's the right word, her choices or her character or yeah, her personality. So I think I just, uh, yeah. I think mm -hmm. I became a bit more independent to also critically think on those things and yeah, take what is good for me and 
yeah, also be a bit judgmental on some things which don't work for me. <laughs> wow, you are yeah. laughing. I always laugh. I, I laugh at the like the the saddest thing, the most messed up thing. I will laugh because yeah. what are, what are you gonna do? Cry about it? No. But exactly. you know there is a there is a saying which says like the we we remember the memories which were good by crying and the ones uh, which weren't good by laughing. So mm -hmm. I think it's that one. Well, yeah, our brain remembers the good things, the good part, because it protects us. Yeah, it's designed to protect us. That's why a lot of people doesn't exercise. Because but I do, but I do. <laughs> good for you, but you know yeah. what I mean. Like some people, because our brains like. Oh, no, no, that's hard. Let's just yeah. chill on the couch and do, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, designed yeah. to protect us. That's like exactly. the memory. Yeah, yeah. It's also, that's why we are afraid of, let's say, challenges or we do it hardly. Like, we should push. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I'm lazy. So, ah. you know. <laughs> I, do <thi> I'm, <laughs> I do things because I, I don't want to do them. So, I just do it so my brain shuts up and I can just do mm. whatever I want to do, you know? Yeah. And I'm, but the thing is, like I, uh, I'm very much into psychology, so I follow like one of the best writers, authors, and like on also psychology professors. So they say like even they like because I feel like sometimes, yeah, I know it's weird, but sometimes I'm like, is there a rule for a happy life? Like what mm. you should be doing to feel like you are doing things right? Mm. But the thing is that they also say that you just gotta do it. Like there is no other way to feel that it's right. You just gotta do it. Like yeah you you know that workout is good then you just do it even if you don't want you know that playing with like it was your kid you ha you have to do it yeah mm. to connect but even if you are tired so yeah. yeah so the way you do is also just you just do it yeah but we also reward ourselves like after a hard day of work i also love to chill and like in front of like watch netflix and eat and yeah i i recently yesterday i bought myself like, I usually don't do it. Like, just to get one thing, I don't go out. But I'm like, I want Berliner, the donuts. So I went out to get donuts, but there were not the ones that I prefer. And then I found a hairdryer, <laughs> which I was looking for. Donuts to hairdryer are completely different things, okay? Yeah, I know, but I, don't I know. But I've been looking for a hairdryer, okay, since a long time. Not looking actively, but I'm like, I'm going to buy a new one. And then yesterday, it was a very good sale thing, you know? And then I was very happy to buy it. Listen, but you don't have to it? justify it to me. You buy it, you be happy, that's it. Yeah, but with that comes another thing, you know? Like, people, I think uh, the topic, like, yesterday, we also have been talking about this. I'm like, I was very happy about this hmm. purchase. And I'm telling to a friend of mine, like, hey, I got a hairdryer. She's like, oh, wow, is this a Dyson Airwave or whatever? Mm -hmm. And then I'm Googling it, and then it's just, like, $500. Uh, like, it's very, like, the best one. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I was like, I shouldn't, I should have bought that one, maybe? Like, I mean, like, I should have bought something cooler. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think we also, um, and then I became a little, like, sad unless i uh, was conscious about it and mindful i'm like no 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 that's that's the wrong way you are like evaluating your achievements or your like choice by others like standards or preferences which is not good mm. so yeah i mean uh, what i realized 
um, was that I was asking a friend of mine who was very much into space. So I talked to him like, oh, what would make you so happy, like so satisfied about your life? And he got a bit more um, creative and he's like, I wish I could go to the moon and I would be the happiest person in the world. And I'm like, okay. And then um, what if you like, and he's the happiest. And what if you share this with other people and your friend would be like, oh, I've been there for five times already. And then how would you feel? And he's like, well, that it wouldn't feel so good, <laughs> and mm. yeah, that's that's what I mean. Is that we always try to evaluate our achievements or our choices by looking at others, which we shouldn't do. Yep, a hundred percent, I agree. What was the saying? It says that jealousy is the thief of joy. Yeah, and also expectation. I would say very high expectations of yourself or other people. I think of even situations and yourself like yeah if you put too high expectations and you don't live up to it it's a very good chance for you to become uh upset disappointed mm. and uh, you just need to be like okay i have high hopes but if it like yeah we don't know if it happens or not mm -hmm. i like what you're saying there and i think that opens another topic because we're talking about me winning the award the podcast award and I was having a conversation with a friend and he said he talked to me like oh my god dude that's amazing you won this and that whatever I'm always like even kill I'm here mm -hmm. and not mm -hmm. too high not too low you yeah. know because yeah. I'm not like I don't want to be like too high because the next time when that high goes down it will be down like really down right exactly but if you're even kill okay cool you get excited or you get sad but it's you know you you um, what's the word uh regulate your emotion but mm -hmm. he was like no 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 you should be excited and i told him i said i'm excited it's just i'm not super super excited because i know if, if the super excited goes up that super sadness down. is yeah, super down. yeah it would be like very high frequencies of the emotions but with that i also have something to add like uh, there was one author or professor who got a Nobel uh, Prize or something. And then uh, one journalist came and he was like, oh, you got this prize. You must be super excited about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm very happy and blah, blah, blah. And then the same stuff happened, like five more journalists came and then or it's it was the fifth year or something. And he came and he's like, well, how do you think about it? Like, you must be very excited. And he's like, how a, how a person can be excited over one thing for, you know, like uh, several times. Mm. And it just mean also say that like your achievement, like those emotions are not constant. Mm. So the, the human always strives to get more and more in order to, I think we are designed like this, that we achieve something, but it, yeah, we are happy at that time, but it doesn't make us yeah happy forever so he was striving for something more yeah especially like yeah. uh material things it doesn't really make you happy like no. you went your you buy your uh hair dryer right and you're like happy <laughs> but yeah today i was like but i'm not happy anymore i mean it's it's a normal thing right now i have it i have it okay <laughs> mm. yeah i i agree with you you know material like, things yeah i mean happiness is it's not a destination. It's a feeling. It they comes and go. You cannot be happy every day. 
There is no yeah. way you're happy every day. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, and accepting this leads you to some peace, which is kind of you can define as a might be constant happiness. Hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's being grateful is the main yeah, key. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you, you uh, know, like you said earlier that you look back and see, and self-realize. Like oh, you know what? I'm awesome. You know, I did these <laughs> things. You know. Yeah. Yesterday I did. I, I said that. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, because if you, yeah, it was such a leap. Like uh, some people just don't see it. They're like, oh, some people who live here, they sometimes compare themselves, not maybe very straightforwardly, but they're like, but I'm doing this. Why don't you do? And I'm like, you should see from where I am coming from. Like you were born, you were given some of the things which I didn't have by default. Like it was your just, you know, like, uh, yeah. It just existed. Yeah, it was just your yeah privilege and you had this. And now you are just trying. Also, there are a lot of demographic differences, even by age and something. But I feel weird when they say it like, but I can. Why can't you? Or they look at it like at you as if you are less than them. But they, but if you look at it, they haven't been uh, in the situations where I have been. And the way they use some stuff and the way they, when, where they just take everything for granted, you know? Mm. And then you are like, hey, like some people are just dying there like for, I don't know, they have like water shortage, but here people might just throw it away. Mm. Like, oh, they are like, oh, I don't like the food and they just threw it away. And of course you don't want to eat what you don't want to eat, but it's just, yeah, you should be probably mindful when you buy it or when you spoil it. But it's just an example. Like, I mean, in many cases, it's just, yeah, you see the things. Oh, I stopped doing like this. That. Whatever they want to <laughs> do, they want to do. Because I'm, uh, for me, the way I look at it is like I'm trying to control them. I, I don't want to control nobody. Mm, that's uh, right. You, you do want to do that, you do that. Like when people see other parents and their kids, like the parent is not taking care of the kid as to their expectation. I always say like, yo, it's not my kid. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I also like this attitude. Like I agree with that. Um I, I mean, I don't get irritated or I I wouldn't run this discussion around when I see some stranger doing this, but when they mess up with my choices and stuff and I'm like, but yeah, look at you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, but overall I agree with you because it's just it doesn't even worth like spending your own energy on something that, yeah, it's a choice of the other person. And then mm. they should come up with their own, uh, yeah, lessons, with mm -hmm. their own conclusions about certain things. Exactly. Let's change topic a little bit. Okay. 2018, you moved to Germany. How old were you? 21, 22, yeah. That's from Uzbekistan, right? Straight to Germany? How was that experience? Like oh, a completely different culture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was it was rather not more about culture. It was about um So, okay. Uh back in my country, we are collectivistic people. So, we um do think it's like a cluster, I would say, like we work all together so sometimes like your mom helps you let's say with the household stuff the only job you have might be studying and earning and so it's 
yeah, it's just like this. But here, people are individualistic. Like, in my country, even if you go on the street, somebody could see you having maybe some heavy stuff. They're like, hey, do you need help? Mm. Or, yeah, of course, here you should be a bit more... Yeah, when somebody offers you help, you should be a bit more co conscious and cautious about it. Mm. But, yeah, in my country, it's, everybody helps, like, even your neighbor and things. So, you are reliant. Like, you know that there is somebody, if you have trouble, helps you. Mm -hmm. But here as well, but it's just about being independent and responsible for your actions. So doing everything, most of the things by yourself, which I really like. I have seen that uh, right now, like, I'm very confident about some things that I wasn't before. So, mm. and yeah, I feel more independent and I really love this skill that I got. So when I first came, I was struggling with... Like, even the document do document things, like, in, back in my country, it's just, yeah, it could be that some elder person just helps you. You go together and you do, do all this, like, paper stuff and everything. But here you need to apply for visa. I had also the language problems and also, like, finding the apartment. Yeah. So, and once one German uh, person just told me that you don't get a full service here. At, at that point, I was so much upset, <laughs> like, because I come with very high hopes, I'm very, you know, like, happy, and, like, I'm like, oh, I love uh, this place, it's new, international, gonna connect, but <laughs> people were like, but um, it was really uh, eye-opening thing for me. F first time, I was very much upset, mm. but then the more I've, like, I, like, yeah, I've lived here right now, I think it is a good thing that you manage your own stuff, you, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but also like some friends of mine were like, uh, I remember they uh, they said like, oh, why don't the uh, educational institutes offer uh, some living places? Like, why don't they help me find an apartment or something? She was complaining, mm. and then they the the other like Germans or some European international students they were like, what are you a kid? <laughs> so, so yeah, it's just. Yeah, in, in my country. And also, most of the time, you just make a call and, uh, you know, your job is done. You make a call, but here you need to wait. You write an email. Everything is, like, by appointment. So, it's a bit long process, especially when you also don't mm, speak that well. So, mm. calling also doesn't make much sense. But mm. most of the time, it's about, like, I think everybody writes emails before making calls. Mm. Did you know German before you moved or you you the, just learned there? Oh, um, I wouldn't say I know German so well. I understand, but I don't speak even till now. But I do have reasons for this. And I get very angry when people are like, you don't want to learn it. Because, you know, uh, because I really like it. Like some people are like, that language is hard. I don't want to learn. But I really like seeing progress in me. And I'm doing it, but a bit slowly. Mm. So what happened is that uh, when I was doing my bachelor's uh, and I just applied to the scholarship, I didn't have much time to apply for the universities. And also I wasn't expecting that something would happen. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that. but all of a sudden I got this um, interview um, invitation. And after that, it sounded positive. I'm like, I'm going to get that. And then I got it, but a bit later, like when the... Uh, admissions were closed so I was so busy by applying for the schools 
Mm. And uh, when I was even like, I wanted to study either in Hamburg or Cologne. So I was uh, like uh, telling them, oh, okay, I just uh, just now got a scholarship. Uh, can I just apply? But the ap application deadlines have been, yeah, closed. And they're like, no, we cannot make any ex exception. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I've been contacting all the like professors from different like programs everywhere. Like, hey, like here are my qualifications and everything. And then, yeah, like luckily, like one um, university made the exception. So in Mönchengladbach. So I went there, but I mean, yeah, I didn't get much chance to learn. And when I came here, uh, there were classes offered, which I took. But I also was, I think, struggling also life-wise, like culturally trying mm. to fit in and learn and improve and become independent, and, you know, and also like this document you need to keep in mind, like there is also Uzbek Council, you need to do some registrations and also the school, like economics classes, like everybody knows European economy because they live here, they hear the notes, but I failed that. <laughs> first time so like that was my first fail at the like school so but I yeah my retake was very well I I yeah I scored a very high mark so I just mean that I was uh, catching up with the school stuff as well mm -hmm. and then after that I'm like hey what am I gonna do I'm gonna stay in Germany I want to get like experience first I wasn't sure I was like maybe I will go to the English-speaking country like maybe Scandinavian one mm. and then at some point I just decided that Germany is a is a yeah place that I want to get some experience first so then but for that you also need visa so but for visa you also need to work so I applied for a job first because like if I keep learning then I will lose my job seek visa time you know mm -hmm. so yeah so <laughs> Right now, I'm just trying to catch up with uh, work requirements. And also, I think right now, it's a very good time for me to to intensively do German again. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, some that's... people would say, oh, it's late or like you don't you don't respect the culture. But I really want to learn this. Like if you give me six months of free time, like I can do it because with this passion, I would say, mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, it's also about managing your time and putting priorities and efforts. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hey, listen, I live in Quebec. We mainly speak French here. I barely speak French. Like I know <laughs> a little bit, but not really, you know, Yeah. I'm doing Duolingo. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> but I'm doing great, you know, because I, I, um, I was speaking, well, I think I'm doing, but I was kind of hitting on German guy and saying some German stuff. And he's like, oh, where did you learn that? I'm like, Duolingo. <laughs> there was a, like a how to, yeah, there was a, like how to speak with a guy or some short uh, session. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Speaking of guys, how are we doing there? <laughs> uh, dating. Yeah, I'm, I'm dating a German guy. Hmm. And uh, so far, I think I would say we are just uh, yet exploring. So it's a very fresh and new relationship. Mm -hmm. So we are just uh, exploring our views, our goals. So as we spoke about expectations, I don't want to expect uh, something for further yeah, to the long future. But we, we should see. Congratulations. Thank you. Did that take time or was it? easy for you to meet a guy uh, I think it 
after my I think we should cut this part <laughs> <laughs> okay I will just say and then I will think about if we should cut or not okay, okay sure. so <laughs> um it, yeah it, it it took me along I would say because when you date a European or American guy I think their values and the cultural differences it's just yeah very prominent and mm. it's hard to um see that you are matching or going anywhere but uh yeah i don't know what to say <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that it's true yeah, i mean you so are the, from coming from a different background of course yeah, it the, will it will be a different point of view it, and it, there will be a yeah. lot of learning like oh uh, he says black i say white Yeah, and also you know? the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And also somebody uh, somebody tells you to wear the pink jacket. Somebody says like the one that has protection from the rain. You know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. So, yeah. At the same time, it's uh, trying to understand the cultures and yeah. Some people would be like, "Huh? Hey, what, what? Why do you do this?" I think it's uh, like two different. I always find that my culture and European culture is a bit uh, two different worlds because what is cool back in my country is not cool here or what is like very bad is good or something different. So it's just, yeah. And I think at some point I'm right now in between uh, with those two cultures because when I went back to Uzbekistan, uh, I couldn't agree at some point with some of the things and Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Then I realized like how much I changed, but mm. I'm. I think yeah, I'm satisfied with who I became now. So I'm I mean that change. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you do you think you successfully assimilated to the culture, or you're still working on it? Mm, I think it's also if I want to. I mean, I don't think. Uh, I don't find anything wrong with the culture but i think i have my own views on some certain things and i don't want to integrate in that sense or it's also coming from a different uh, culture you can like whatever people accept things as it is just it is because they grew up and they see things it is and they don't see it any other way mm. but you come from a different uh, like culture and you see that difference then you become probably Like, yeah, you have your own opinion on mm. some things and you are like, no, but um, yeah, I think it's a tricky question, but I wouldn't say I'm totally Germanized. I think I'm far from that. Mm. Yeah. I want to ask you, so what I was the... I want to be global. I want to be that global culture person, you know? Of course, <laughs> of course. You moved to Germany for education, right? And yeah. is that based on because you want to improve as a person or you is that a bit of monetarily as well? Mm, my very first uh, goal was at some point I was like, okay, it's very uh, overgeneralized, but I'm like, okay, I studied at the best school. I studied at the best university and now what? So I need something, you know, some greater challenge. And then I'm like, yeah, there is an opportunity to go abroad and gain experience and yeah, grow like internationally. 
Mm. So my first thing, like, goal was probably just to achieve more. I I wasn't thinking about like the monetarily much. Mm. Yeah. So do you think it? So eventually, you will still immigrate, no matter what. Um, my first uh, intention was that I just study, gain experience, and go back. But right now. I think I want to stay here, hmm. but maybe now I have also some uh, advantage or some socioeconomically privilege and opportunities. But it's not only about this. Uh, yeah, I, I think not not everything is about financial uh, stability and everything, which is still important. But mm-hmm. it's also about the opportunities that you have, mm-hmm. like. I, I just look at it like with a simple example, which is super simple. But like, if I work back in my country, I can, I cannot travel all around the world. I can, but I need to save a lot. But if I'm here, I I also, um, like there, the culture also wouldn't let you be more independent, like individual, like be more individual and independent. But here. Now that I have gained like those skills and yeah, I, I don't want to uh, lose that and go into this again, shrink my comfort zone. So mm-hmm. here I have more opportunities for this uh, responsibility and everything. And here, like if I work here, I can go back to Uzbekistan maybe several times a year. Mm-hmm. So this is how I look at it. Mm-hmm. But of course I, and I like the the thing is that I ha- I still have a choice to go back. Like, I mean, always. Yeah. Like once. <laughs> no, the thing is, uh, yeah. But if I go back, it might be hard. Not so hard, but it might be again a challenge to start things over again. You know. Mm, so you really want to live there? That's what I'm trying to say. Not just like visit. Yeah, that's. But um, uh, I'm thinking about my pension time, like retirement. Okay. I'm not sure what I really want to do then, though. Hmm. You alluded to yourself being in front of camera, photography and whatnot, and I love your photography and your, you know, your post on Instagram and your post. Thank you. Beautiful post. (laughs) Thank you. You've always been very comfortable in front of the camera. Mm, I think yeah, and uh, but the the time when I'm most uh, comfortable is when I just have camera itself. And then you mm-hmm. do, but I don't do it by myself all the time, but it's just, I like this self um, time, how do you call this? Yeah, self timing per camera. You're taking yeah, selfies, yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah, 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 kind of that. Yeah, but I think with people, it becomes, uh, it, it depends like who is the photographer. Mm. But most of the time, most of the photographers really say that it's very easy to work with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, yeah, I think they say that I'm very communicative and cheerful. So, and yeah, I love trying out new poses, but sometimes I, yeah, it just doesn't come sometimes. And you are like, ah, oh, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> and they're like, it's okay. Yeah. So it just comes. Do you always like to be photographed by uh, other people or it just comes now since you moved to Germany, there's more freedom uh, away from the culture, mm-hmm. away from the gazes of the neighbor saying, oh, look at her. She thinks she's pretty <laughs> and shit. <laughs> Actually, 
I I just wouldn't say I'm like super pretty. Like I just, but I really like myself, how I am. So uh, you are and, pretty then. <laughs> no, I am pretty, but in my own way, I'm very exotic. I would say. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hell's yeah, I mean, uh, no, but I just don't want to sound like I find myself super pretty than others. That's why I do photos. It's just I do photos because I like and yeah. Okay, so your question was, um, I'm not really sure, but I think more possibilities opened again. Mm. Like before, uh, when I was. I still used to love posing. Like when I was in fourth grade, I remember mm. I was posing and my mom was like, oh, they look fake, not natural. But <laughs> which, which even now people would say so. My mom was okay, actually, but my dad also had seen them. And then my mom said, he said that they look fake. Like you are not just standing, but you are posing, you know? Mm. And I think it just came when I was like during fourth, third grade. So I think it's just, yeah, but then I didn't have a good camera, so I didn't take pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, on, on the after seventh grade, I got lots of um, uh, pimples on my face, and mm. then I didn't uh, find that attractive to pose for a picture. But I still used to get with friends a lot, mm-hmm. but not in a in a sense of modeling or anything. But yeah, then I got a good camera phone, and I started taking more pictures and here I really don't know how it came but I felt like I want to work more on the professional level rather than just clicking myself you mentioned it earlier that you had some pimples it, it was acne right yeah, yeah ac- acne yeah how, how did it affect oh. you personally and your personality yeah I think this is again about back to the culture like uh, wearing glasses and acne and things like that is very unfavorable back in Uzbekistan. So like whoever, even on the street, somebody sees you, of course they want to help, you know, but when they keep approaching you, you feel like, okay, then something is wrong with me, like with my face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they're like, oh, try, I don't know, some um, elder women are like, try this uh, home recipe, try this and that. You are at the bus or public transport and you need to be polite. It's just the thing. And you are like, okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. (laughs) So um, I didn't notice it much, but the thing which was uh, very annoying was that it used to hurt. Like sometimes Mm. when you like wash your face, it just bleeds. And of course, yeah, it also, um, I don't really think that it affects, like, I tried not to pay attention to that, but of course I knew that pimples are there and some of the people, yeah, I could see their faces looking at me, I don't know, in a a way like, I don't know, surprised or like, and the feeling that people would think like, why doesn't she take care of it? But it Mm. was hard. Like the, the, in my, back in my country, it's, we don't have some, uh, ointments that we have here in Germany. So, yeah, I, I've tried many things, but they don't know. They're like, oh, why doesn't she do that? So, yeah. Yeah, I had acne too, and uh, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, the the thing I really didn't like was that people asking, like, why mm. do you have it? Or are you curing? Are you trying to do this? They are just messing up with that, and you they're just reminding this to you. But otherwise, yeah. if they wouldn't do that, I would be like, okay, oh, it hurts, it sucks, but... 
yeah, that wouldn't be that much annoying. Yeah, I think one of the most hurtful thing that I heard when I had acne was like, oh, I don't have that. Why, why do you have that? I'm like, do you think I want yeah. this shit on my face? Exactly. Like regarding the, the appearance, when people discuss it, I'm like, we don't choose it, you know? Like, okay, we can choose how we dress up, how we take care of ourselves, but like the size of your eyes or yeah, your ears or your hair, it's just, yeah. And like my mom was also a bit against when I was, um, I realized one day that my eyesight is going uh, decreasing and I'm mm. like, I'm going to wear uh, glasses and my mom is like why uh, you don't need it because back in my country it's just they look at you as if you are a nerd or something hmm. but I since I studied in a like more international school for me it was fine and I think health is first or how you feel is first and yeah so hmm. yeah I just got it well with um, acne did it affect you with your social life or even dating life, if you even were dating back then? Mm-hmm. Back in my country, how you date is mostly you just you just text or speak and meet with people, but it's highly controlled by your parents. So mm. it wasn't that I wasn't dating because okay. nobody, neither of my friends were doing it as well. So yeah, I didn't have problems with that, but I feel like I still got some... I used to get like lots of attention like from the guys but not from the ones probably that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like uh I know that what what happened was that like uh until 7th grade I remember on 7th grade people like the, the gr- boys from the other class they were talking about me that they saw me first time the mm. people from the other group and they told the other girls that I'm pretty I, I I wasn't even considering much just like you got an award and you were like what so I was like what and then they told at that time I didn't have acne but on eighth grade when I started having it I felt you know yeah my um like my uh, confidence decreased a bit. I'm like, oh, I'm getting this acne thing. I'm becoming, you know, my face is becoming ugly. But mm. like, yeah, later on when I tried everything and things didn't work out, but I know that my mom used to be annoyed. She's like, we are doing everything. All my money is going to your face. What you want? <laughs> <laughs> then I, I'm like, okay, I'm just, you know, cool with it. Like, it's okay, we're trying. Mm-hmm. And then, but when some people cure their face and they're like, they, I'm pretty sure they want to help me. They come to me and they're like, oh, this thing ha- helped me. Do you want to try this? It used to make me feel like it's working out for them, but why not for me? Mm. It used to make me sad. But I think if I, right now, maybe I don't even remember. But when I look back at it, I, I wouldn't think it was a very big issue for me regarding like getting attention from the boys or like feeling that um yeah not beautiful or whatever but mm-hmm. i also know that i used to maybe just to compensate maybe i used to try to dress up or do my hair yeah <laughs> to mm-hmm. maybe take attention out of this face I agree. Yeah. By the way, you should have told your mom, mom, instead of being a dentist and a general practitioner, you should have been a dermatologist to so save us money. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm very proud of my teeth. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that was a good one. 
That's pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, it, it was a rough few years with me because uh, like I had acne like about mid twenties, and mm. I'm like whole high school, college, nothing like clear face, and then it just oh, no. boom. I'm like, yo, what's going on, man? And it was it was rough. Yeah, especially when you get this uh, I don't know surprised attention by others. Like, yeah. It was the only thing, like, when they keep asking, which was irritating and the pain, of course. And sometimes you find it unfair. Like, why all these uh, strange things happen to me, not mm. to others, you know? Yeah. But now you have smooth skin. Did you go to a dermatologist or it just mm. went away? Yeah, when I was in Denmark as an exchange student, um, I, I went to the dermatologist and uh, they gave me some stuff... But I was asking them for, you know, they take actually the pills, hormone pills, which mm. help. But if you keep taking it too much, it also can cause thrombosis, which is not good. And then I was like, please give me that. And they're like, you should try this, like the ointment. And I'm like, nothing helps me. I've tried. So just give me that pill. <laughs> because pill is the last one. <laughs> because it started again becoming too much painful like mm. sometimes it just uh recedes like mm -hmm. it becomes less and then yeah when it became painful i'm like i cannot do it anymore and then yeah just i went give me the drugs man <laughs> yeah, and then they're like just try it i'm like okay i'm gonna try and then it really helped mm. so yeah, i'm very much grateful for that day and right now i went back to my country and my uh, cousin asked for that uh stuff so mm. it's benzoyl perox peroxide mm. so i'm telling him like it's that one and then it's it's not available in that store like in in the yeah in the pharmacy yeah so you have so to he, send he some uh, over <laughs> yeah but it uh yeah actually you can buy it without prescription so why not but mm. i don't want to do that like i don't know if it's legal or not <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you don't want to be a drug dealer you know <laughs> no 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 way. So, so the thing is, um, yeah, but I buy the one which is prescribed because it's good, you know, when you get a prescription. Mm. So, yeah, now it's uh, it's okay. And I'm very happy. Mm. Listen, Zoe, thank you so much for being honest and sharing your stories. I think we're there. Before we yeah. close out, do you have any last remarks? Um. No, it's just uh, I would like to thank you for inviting me. And I also enjoyed this honest and uh, very uh, nice conversation with you. Mm. That I felt like you were just like, accept. how do you call this? Like accepting person? You just listen and yeah, I, I felt good. Thank you. I thank appreciate you. that. Thank you very much. And for others for listening. Mm -hmm. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you again, Zoe, for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Erin Dolyosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.